Welcome to another edition of Cinematic Anarchy. I'm Chris, and with me today I have our mainstays, Mr. Omar. Yes. And of course, hello, Ms. hello, hi. <laughs> and of course, uh, Miss B from the Tea Time with Honey podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, today we're going to go ahead and discuss a few different things. We're going to start with the tragic news of the passing of Mr. Joel Schumacher. Uh, major loss for the directing community, film community in general. Uh, known for such fantastic films as uh, Flatliners, 8mm, and of course, The Lost Boys. And... As much as I love a lot of his films, also synonymous with the death of the original Batman franchise. Uh-huh. He was responsible yes. for that that travesty, Batman and Robin. <laughs> uh, anybody that thinks that um, uh, big ol' Arnie needs to be a uh, a Batman villain, no, 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 no. Uh, also. God love her. Alicia Silverstone and Spandex does not ever need to happen again. No, absolutely not. She doesn't have a bad figure, but that outfit was horrible on her. <laughs> probably not that Spandex, but all the Spandex probably won't be a problem. I think it's... No, Spandex in general. I just think the outfit looked weird in all the wrong places. Yeah. Uh. I did not mind Christopher O'Donnell as uh, Robin at all. Matter no, he, he did. He did all right. I liked him as an actor. I think that movie kind of trashed his career. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, you're uh, not. I uh, think it's trashed it. He has done other things after. I mean, I'm sure Alfredo would disagree with you. Really? You, you think uh, Fredo, Fredo would disagree with me that, uh... I think Fredo would disagree with you, but he's also not in the room right now. He's out talking to his friends. <laughs> okay. I don't, think, I don't think that movie trashed his career. Uh, it was, it was, uh, it was a bad attempt. That's something that didn't work out the way it should have, but he's still, he's gone on to done other things. Yeah. I mean, he has done, you know, plenty of material i think he had a pretty big hiatus after that though if i'm not mistaken i mean he was actually flying pretty high he had school ties which he did in 92 he was part of a movie called uh the three well the uh disney version of the three musketeers uh fried green tomatoes circle of friends all very big films the chamber mad love Fried green tomatoes was great uh then after Batman, nineteen ninety seven, he actually maybe it was the next. It was the next movie, The Bachelor, in nineteen ninety nine. He didn't work for two years after Batman, and in nineteen ninety nine, he uh, did a movie called The Bachelor alongside of Renee Zellweger, and he kind of fell off the map after that a little bit and didn't come back until the two th- until like uh, two thousand three, I think two thousand two. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but in regards to his actual acting, I think he had a lot more strong performances uh, 
prior to Batman, or before Batman and Robin, rather than after, up until maybe when he hit, like, NCIS Los Angeles. He he does very good on that. I think that's where he's hitting his stride again. I think he's coming back, you know, very, very strong with that show. But he was just... I don't know what it was about Batman and Robin having to wear those tights. Maybe it cut off a little bit of circulation and kind of forgot what a, what a decent actor he could do for a little while. Uh, yeah, right now right now in NCIS Los Angeles, I like him. Him and LL, they have a very good chemistry. Uh, which, that's saying something. Because LL Cool J, he's actually been in several different shows. And he's always had a really good charisma. But, like, there's not a lot of people that can act alongside of him and be just as good. You know what I mean? He's a decent actor, all things considered, among rappers turned actors. I think the only other actor I've seen act alongside of him that just kind of was where they both brought each other up a level. Uh, there was a show, I want to say late 90s, I can't remember the name of it, but it was him and Alfonso Ribeiro. They both mm-hmm. had a show together. I cannot remember the name of it for the life of me, though. Uh, oh, we'll find out in a minute. We can Google. Google's good. I don't want to just. I don't want to sit on dead air. We're talking about Joel Schumacher, though, not LL Cool J. <laughs> so, uh, yes, uh, rest in, in peace, Mister Schumacher. It's a it's a tragic loss for the the directing community. He was uh, he had a lot of really good films. A lot of movies that I personally liked in the nineties, eighties. Yeah, that's all I got to say. Rest in peace, Mr. Schumacher. Uh, May he sleep easy. It is a great loss. That show, 1995 to 1999, it was uh, Alfonso Ribeiro and L.O.J. Alongside of, I believe, Kim, was it Kim Waynes was in it as well? Yes. Keenan Ivory Waynes' uh, sister, Kim Waynes. Uh, Maya Campbell was in it too. Yeah, I don't remember Maya. I mean, I know Maya Campbell was in it, but I don't remember her from a whole lot. She wasn't as big a name as the other three were. Kim Waynes has been around forever. Cleo McDowell was in that show, too, in a, I believe in a couple of episodes. Uh, anyway, that that we'll just move on from the uh, rest in peace Joel Schumacher. I don't want to... I don't want to start spitting on him by just talking about everything but him. You know what I mean? Love, love you, Lost Boys. Uh, sorry that they ruined your franchise by making other movies uh, or franchising the movie in general. Fantastic film, and then they had to go and ruin it by making more. Facts. Uh, to this day, I am thanking God that nobody has picked up the. They have a, pl- a pilot running around for a Lost Boys TV series. And nobody has picked it up. Nobody's taken a chance on it. And I'm like, thank God. Because you know who's all over that, right? Who's all over the idea of a series coming up? Who wants that series to happen more than anybody else? Somebody you What's do series? not like. He was what one series? Of the... Huh? What series are we talking about? What We're talking... So the Lost Boys, they've been farming around a series for a while. The last time that anybody... Mm said anything about the series it was i think netflix was looking at it but it hasn't been picked up it hasn't been optioned at all yet but there is one person that is banking on this thing because he's attached to the project and if they pick it up he gets picked up too and he gets some more work 
And it's one of uh, Miss Nico's least favorite people. Who? He was in that movie. Corey fucking Feldman. Yes. Oh, yeah, true. He was. Right on the nose. So uh, yes, if, uh... No, I'm not here for it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm like, thank God nobody has picked it up because, like, he was... He, he was a cute kid actor, but he has since grown into such a massive douchebag that... He wasn't a, even that. A, yeah, he, he was. was obnoxious. He, like I said, cute kid actor. Well, that That is not a cute kid actor. That is a, an obnoxious child actor. <laughs> uh, child actor, no, obnoxious, eh. it's all... It's all the same thing, really. There's a lot. Most child actors are obnoxious. You have to have a bit, a bit of the sociopath in you to want to have that kind of uh, spotlight, anyway. But, uh, to be honest, I never thought he was an obnoxious kid. What I do think of him now as a grown-up, the way he's trying to bank on people's pity, is just fucking yeah. gross. He just, he just dirty and low. So. Moving on to the movie at hand, today's movie of the week. We are discussing a fantastic Michael J. Fox vehicle called The Frighteners. And uh, we're just going to go around. We're going to start with you, Miss B, today. What were your initial opinions of The Frighteners? Okay, well, it's fucking obscure. I mean, I've seen it a couple of times in the past, and I didn't really remember a whole lot of it because... It was, like, fucking, yeah, it was years ago when I saw it. But, like, you know, it's not bad. Michael J. Fox isn't the best in it. (laughs) I didn't like the movie for him, though. It wasn't him that I liked in that movie. Yeah. I like the story. The real great story, but... He was, he was alright. He wasn't bad, but he wasn't, you know, Team Wolf. And it was really nice right there. We had like an organic flow that I'm going to interrupt completely right now by mentioning that we had an organic flow. Uh, <laughs> we went right Ruined through it. the sneak the right moment, to... Chris. <sighs> I, was <impressed. laughs> I was impressed and I felt the need to say something, but then uh, as I was saying it, I realized that I just completely fucked up the entire flow. Uh, so... I'm mentioning the flow. <laughs> you, you fucked up the flow by mentioning the flow. Fuck you. Okay. Shame. <laughs> Personally, this is one of my favorite Michael J. Fox movies, but not for Michael J. Fox. Yeah. I liked it, honestly, and I didn't get to see the whole thing. I saw, like, a little bit of a half of it, but I enjoyed it. It's very, very entertaining, and... And it has its moments. Even Michael J. Fox has its moments. It's just, you know, I expect them more from him. So I'm going to give you my top five acting performances in this movie. And I'm fairly sure, like, you might agree partially with this order. So if we're talking, like, acting performances in the movie, right? The top there, uh, uh, Milton Chambers, Jeffrey Combs, the FBI agent. Then right below him uh, was, was Jake Busey. Right below him was uh, D. Wallace, the one that played uh, Patricia McBride, uh, the the psycho killer girlfriend. Then, in fourth place, I had John Aston as the judge, who I thought was fucking hilarious. And then, just after that, Michael J. Fox. 
<laughs> so top five right there. And then, of course, it was a strong cast overall. So even Michael J. Fox's lackluster performance was, I want to say, it was overshadowed by the fact that he had such strong actors just surrounding him the entire movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if he didn't have such a strong crew, that movie would have it would have been impossible to watch. Uh, we all watched the same version of the film. I have the director's cut, which adds an extra fifteen minutes to the movie, so I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> of course you do. Of course I do. I like the director's of cut of everything. Do. Well, not everything. I don't have that much, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I I did not know until I started actually digging through uh, Arrow Video's Blu-rays uh, that there were actually... I have a director's cut of um, of 16 Candles. I did not oh know God. that they, they... I did not know that they had director's cut versions of these movies. And then I started realizing what they're doing is they're taking... So... What the fuck is that? that it's not is, me. Okay. Who's who's playing the War of the Worlds fucking alien sound? So, what that sound was, what you're hearing, <laughs> is... I, I don't know if you were in Ben's room last summer when we didn't have any air conditioning and only, like, a fan. You remember? Trying to yeah. do the podcast in, in the sweat box that was that room. We uh, fan, managed to get an air conditioner in the room. Unfortunately, what that does is that... <laughs> That window was pretty sound tight and kept most of that shit on the other side, but with the air conditioner in there, it it it's not blocking the sound. So the assholes <laughs> that drive around me with the really loud cars, you're hearing all that interference, and it fucking sucks. That... I swear to God, it was the War of the World alien sound. <laughs> it, sounded, it sounded like a, like a spaceship. <laughs> it was a gang of crotch rockets. <laughs> That's what something. Uh, so yeah, we, we don't work out of a natural studio, and if, if anybody's ever listened to this podcast, there's always some sort of interference from somewhere, even when we're all in the same room. It just happens. Yeah. Uh, so we. Have, I miss the dog j- uh, coming in and jumping on people's laps. So the, what I'm, what I'm going to say to the folks that listen to this podcast, if you really want to get a crystal clear sound out of our podcast, please start listening more so we can afford to have a studio. That's all. There you go. So you, you listen more, we get paid, we have studio. That It's, it's yeah, point A to point thing. B. Well, actually, point A to point B to point C, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> that was an organic flow there. Aha. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Uh, an organic flow of uh, ADHD because I got distracted from talking about the movie again. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, as we've been reading it, as we've been reading like a little synopsis at the beginning of some of these things, uh, Michael J. Fox uh, plays uh, the lead character, a paranormal investigator. After a tragic car accident that kills his wife, a man discovers he can communicate with the dead to con people. Mm-hmm. However, a demonic spirit appears. He as a demonic spirit appears, he may be the only one who can stop it from killing and killing the living and the dead. Okay. I thought it said killing the living dead. I was like, this wasn't a zombie. What the fuck? Uh, I guess that's the most simplistic uh, explanation of that. I think... 
I like the character. The Frank guy, Michael J. Fox. Yeah. yeah, no, no, that was a decent character. And I, th- I think, though, personally, he, he was completely overshadowed by Jake Busey's performance. Just that manic serial killer performance that he did was fantastic. Um, yeah. Which, he... <laughs> He actually went on after this movie to do a TV show. The the worst name for a TV show that I have ever heard in my entire life, and you probably heard the term just thrown around, don't know what it's about, honestly, but he actually starred in a show called Shasta McNasty. Wow. <laughs> and it was it was like a one maybe he had like twelve episodes, one year he got to, to work on that show, but it was a decent show for what it was. Jake Busey being Jake Busey. Uh, yeah. Jake Busey, Jake Busey, something else, man. But yeah, what did Michael J. Fox do after that? Michael J. Fox? Just wondering. Right after that. Oh, good lord. Uh, let's see. Michael J. Fox at that point was not doing a whole lot. This was 96. I think that he was really... This may have been the last movie that he did just before he kind of fell off because uh, of the, the Parkinson's thing was really starting to affect him. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what Fredo was saying. It was like, what year is this? Like, 96? Shouldn't he have, like, full-blown Parkinson's right now? Why are they making him work? Right. So, like, he, what he did, he did a, a, a short 94. stint. He said 94. He was off by two years. Right, so he found out that he had Parkinson's. Uh, he he actually got tested for Parkinson's right after doing a, a movie, The Hard Way, in 1991. That's what that during that fil- the filming of that movie was when he realized he had the tremor in his hands that he needed to get checked out, and it started getting really bad. And during that movie, yeah. he had to go and and actually get tested and see what was going on. That's when he found out he had Parkinson's. But uh, he actually fell off of like actual acting for a little while 96 uh he did the frighteners and he had a very small uh, appearance in mars attacks that year um then he went on to do uh voice acting he was in Stuart little and he was in lost in atlantis um he did have a show a tv show that ran for a little while um that you you notice actually a big change in him from beginning to end in 1996 he was in spin city uh if that lasted from ninety six to two thousand and one, I like that show. But primarily, he was a voice actor for a little while. Clone High, Stuart Little one and two. Um, I don't think he really started getting back into acting until he uh, two episodes in two thousand four for Scrubs. He was part of uh, a few episodes in Boston Legal. He's done a few things here and there, but for the most part, he's moved over to voice acting. Uh, he's been in Phineas and Ferb, The Magic School Bus. So, yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> uh, not like he's not, you know, I'm happy that he's been busy, though, because... Well, he's still doing stuff. It's just a lot of it's just animated. You know, it, it's good. He's, yeah. he's got a great voice for voice acting. Uh, though it's it's a one trick pony voice, you can tell it's it, it it's Michael J. Fox. It's Stuart Little. Yeah, it's Michael J. Fox. 
You're watching him in Lost at Atlantis. Yeah, it's Michael J. Fox. He's not doing a fucking voice. He's not Mark Hamill. You know, doing his little voices. No, it's just it's Michael J. Fox and everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's true. So, my mother used to tell me that college education was not necessarily a needed thing for fame. And she explained it when she told me that actually Michael J. Fox dropped out of high school as, I think, a fresh not a freshman, a, a sophomore, and moved to Hollywood to become famous, and he picked up that uh, role in Family Ties. So, yeah. yeah. You don't necessarily need to be educated to be famous, and uh, now that is even... More true? Yeah, more true. It, it, it's much more true than it used yeah. to be. Well, there was a time when you would need to be talented to be famous. Now, some people get famous and rich just by existing. I, I saw, and I'm, we're getting off the subject of the movie. I love, okay, I love, love the movie, love Jeffrey Combs the movie. Honestly, him and Gary Busey, my favorite actor. Not Gary. Gary's the other guy. Jake Busey. Okay. That's Gary's the dad. Uh, Jake Busey and, and Jeffrey Combs for me made the movie. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm I agree. A, they had a list that they put out, and I'm, I don't know what the list was about, but it was like the top 50 celebrities for something something or other, right? And I'm looking at it, and we're running. I'm running down the list, and I'm looking at the names, and I'm realizing where these fucking people are from. You know, and you know, <laughs> Real Housewives of whatever, or, or, or The Bachelor or whatever. And I'm sitting here, and I'm like, no. Fuck you, no. I have a, a certain standard when I'm talking celebrity, you know. And, you know, your, your celebrity cooking show and your celebrity... First of all, you're not a celebrity because you happen to be... And I'm going to say this as nicely as I can, but you happen to be the one out of 30 bimbos that the dude chose. Okay. 30, That's it. All the girls parade in, and you were the most bimbo out of all the bimbos, and you get to go home with the millionaire. <laughs> yeah, and you can't... for like a week before they decide to move on to someone else. Right. I, I think I think the only reality show I kind of enjoyed it was entertainment because it was more about. I don't know. I guess the righteousness of it was flavor of love. With flavor, flavor. I was gonna say flavor of love. Oh my god! That made me laugh. There was a girl who was trying to cook a chicken in the microwave once. From oh broth. my god! She was trying to oh bake it god. in the microwave. Yes. It was all kinds of craziness. I had to admit, and I can I can sit here and I can bash on my, my teenage daughter all that I want, but I have to admit that at one point. At one point, I watched reality TV bullshit, too. I watched The Real World at one point. I thought one of the most hilarious things that I had ever seen, sitting down, I sat down with both my, my son and my daughter, and we watched The Simple Life. We did. I, <laughs> I can't think of any like reality shows that I've ever like really liked. The first you like a good world, show, though? I, I cared for it. I, okay. I do like a game show, though. Billy on the Street. 
the only reality show that I really liked was uh, uh, Gene Simmons' Family Jewels. I thought it was entertaining. <laughs> I really did. Uh, I think the they, one, you didn't like the one with Ozzy. The one with I Ozzy honestly was think that they that they took what uh, the the concept that Ozzy made and they brought it up a level. That's why I liked it. So I didn't mind. I didn't I, mind I, the Osbournes. I loved Ozzy. Yeah. Uh, that. <laughs> that being said, I I just most of the shows that we're talking about are shows that started with somebody that had a certain celebrity status before they went in to this shit. And when you get when you get to That's like the real life, the real life didn't Michael J. Michael J. Fox would have been dope in this real life. Michael J. Fox in the real life? It's the real life. It was this about people life. that yeah. have been, you know, the have-beens. But, like, for the most part, I think, like, when I watched the shows, it was like uh, the the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus Sideshow. You know what I mean? <laughs> It, it, it wasn't because I wasn't watching it because yeah, I thought yeah, yeah. that that any of them had anything that I wanted to like. I'm not emulating anything here. I don't I don't want to be this person. I don't want to be around this person. However, what the fuck you're doing you right had, now you, is you, hilarious. Yeah, you had a morbid curiosity. What what this what are these train wrecks gonna do next? Right. Like even with Gene Simmons, <laughs> Family Jewels, and mind you, I love Kiss. I love I love the group. I like Gene Simmons. However, his entire show was all about boobs. Like, every aspect of what he was talking about is how he can put boobs into the next thing that he does. Literally. I, I for some reason, it's weird, because I love Kiss, but I don't like Gene Simmons. I really, really don't like Gene Simmons. Okay. I mean... I don't know. Something about it. I love asking people. Weird. I love asking people like, who who's the lead singer of Kiss? Right, you know the answer mm -hmm. to that one, right? Paul Anthony. Oh, you're close. You you were you were close. Anthony Paul Stanley. Um, Paul Stanley. Paul Stanley. Paul Stanley. Paul Stanley. I was, I was like Paul Anthony. Uh, Paul Stanley. Yeah. It's like I don't think there was an Anthony. I, like that. Good. Yeah. Was it Anthony? I don't think there was an Anthony in that that group. If no. I'm mistaken. No. I think Derek. Oh, good lord! Now I'm gonna. It was Peter, Chris, and that's gonna bug me. Peter, Chris, and Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, and there were a couple of others that rotated in and out because it wasn't always. And I believe at one point, Kiss even no, had. Ace no, really. There was one album that didn't even have like Gene Simmons in it. It had, or was it Paul Stanley or Gene Simmons that wasn't in it? It had Ronnie James Dio. Dio. Or Dio. Uh, Ronnie uh, Ronnie Dio. Ronnie Dio made some good good hard rock heavy metal music back in the day. Um, no, it was Paul Stanley. Paul Anthony, somebody from another group, totally different thing. So here here's the list. We have. Uh, Members, Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer. Then past me uh, members, Ace Freely, Peter Chris, Eric Carr, Vinnie Vincent, Mark St. John, and Bruce Kulik. Oh, maybe I was wrong. Mm -hmm. Hold on a minute. 
Now I'm gonna have to look that up. Maybe it wasn't them. What? Maybe? Good lord, that's gonna bug me now. I'm sorry, Vinnie Vincent. What the fuck kind of name is that? Yeah, Vincent, Vincent, Vincent? twice. Vincent twice. Or like John Saint John. <laughs> v two. This is a. If you're gonna become a celebrity, though, you'd think that maybe you'd pick something that would stand out a little. Maybe he gets drunk and can't remember his name all that well. Is it Vinnie Vincent? That that works because you don't have to think too much about it. You maybe know? maybe it's just because whenever he gets drunk, people have to call him more than once. Vinnie Vincent. His rapper name would have been V Double. Double V. Double V. V double. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm looking it up now because that's gonna bug me because I, I. That's what it Vinny was. Vincent. Okay. So you know it wasn't. He didn't. Re, uh, Ronnie James didn't replace uh, Simmons or Stanley or anything. He replaced Ozzy in Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. That's what it was. My mistake. Hey, I'm not. I'm not the musician here. You should have corrected me. I didn't know about that. No. I didn't remember about that. I've heard about it, but I didn't remember that. I used to enjoy Dio's music back in when I was a kid. Back in the eighties, he did some some crazy stuff that I liked. Okay. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> so I think that's a uh, that's enough for the first portion of our podcast. We're going to go ahead and uh, move on to a little bit of uh, sponsorship. Uh, the the single sponsor, hopefully more sponsors that we ha- we hope to have in the future. We're yeah. crossing our fingers because money yeah. is in- important to sustain things like this, especially seeing as we're in our second year. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will see you after the sponsors. All right, thank you for tolerating us through the sponsors once again. Uh, we always thank you for tolerating us because, uh, well... As far as I know, most people don't really enjoy the commercials. That's why they have, uh, well, that's why they invented TiVo when it first came out, and that's why they invented uh, those systems that edit out the uh, the DVR, that edit out the uh, commercials for you, so you don't have to deal with them. <laughs> However, get ready for a little more tolerating. A little more tolerating. We're back. We're back. Yes. And uh, yeah. Who, hey. I don't know. Maybe they were waiting the entire time, waiting for us to shut up so they could hear the commercial. The one commercial that we have... That, that, uh, that is a thought. It's the, the Miss B. Dunn commercial for uh, for Anchor. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, <laughs> That's all they tune in for is the fucking commercial. Right. We just tune in for the commercial. That 30-second commercial in the middle, and then we're done. Then they, they log <laughs> off. They don't even listen to us. Uh I've known people. I watched. I used to watch the Super Bowl for the commercials. I'll be honest. <laughs> well, sometimes the commercials I, are the best part of the movie theater. I used to watch it for the for the halftime show. How long have you known me, Mr. Omar? Quite a while. A few years now. A few years now. And I, I, yeah, I. No, I'm not surprised about that part with the commercials. But I did watch it. For the halftime show, there have been times where I've just tell people, "Let me know when the halftime show is on, and I'll watch." So, uh, God rest his soul. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and it's post Father's Day, and I'm gonna give you a little bit of info about my dad, uh, my stepfather. Mm-hmm. He's not my biological father. I may actually find that fucker soon. But this guy, the guy that raised me, basically, uh, he was an accountant, and he did not watch a lot of sports. 
at all. The only sports that he ever watched was professional wrestling. Uh, I got a feeling... Oh, yeah. I won't ever find out because we had a falling out and he passed away before I could figure it out. But I got a feeling that he really, really wasn't watching it for the wrestling, more for the oiled up guys rolling around on the mat. Oh. <laughs> I, I just had Hello. this feeling. Just had this feeling. Well, then. Uh, <laughs> That's something. Uh, that being said, I didn't watch a lot of sports growing up. It was never... I didn't have a lot of the... Uh, Manly conversations that most fathers have with their their boys. Uh, I, I didn't I didn't sit here and, and and I wasn't taught about sports. I wasn't taught about the cars, all the stereotypical things. You know what I mean? Uh, I was taught numbers, and I was uh, apparently taught about the oilish oiled up guys. Uh, there is a scraping sound. What is that? Oh, sorry, that's me. Is that you're making your Alfredo for you and Alfredo? <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what she's doing. Sorry, I'm putting you guys on mute while I do that. It's okay. I didn't. I didn't realize that that was what you were doing. You were stirring the Alfredo. The dangers of having the podcast in two separate houses, three separate houses, is that you're going to pick up noises from well, three areas. Now that I know why the noise was, it doesn't bother me that much. I was just wondering what it was. Like I didn't know if I was scraping something. I've moved around a little bit here. Uh, I, I heard it, but I, you know. Yep, nope, that's me. So, uh, <laughs> yes, so happy Father's Day, Mr. Omar, and, uh... And same to you, brother. And happy, tell, uh, Alf, uh, Mr. Fredo a happy Father's Day from us as well. It's a few days Will late, you? but whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's one day. Yeah, so that's right, yeah, it was yesterday, wasn't it? Depending I, uh, on when they're listening. I got a few nice things. I got a few nice things for for Father's Day. My my oldest uh, uh, got me a subscription to a coffee club, uh, and the first order came in today. Uh, I ended up with a uh, one pound bag of finely ground Ethiopian coffee. That will break you right up. Yeah, uh, it's it's the strong stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. And I ended up with a nice one-pint bottle of triple-distilled Jameson's uh, Irish whiskey. So, fan of both. Uh. I got Fredo the best Father's Day gift ever. I went to sleep and left him the fuck alone all day. (laughs) Damn. That is a really good Christmas... Christmas gift. No, Father's Day gift. What the fuck? Father's Day gift. Are you okay, Chris? I don't know if you heard that just two seconds ago, but a police car drove by, just blazed by with the sirens wailing. I'm sure that the microphone picked it up. Absolutely positive. But it distracted me. (laughs) (laughs) So, I thought it was Christmas. Yes, the the sirens and all of a sudden I get Alzheimer's. Uh, Anyhow... Ah, uh, how was your Father's Day? It was good. I spoke to my kids early, early. Um, got good news from all three of them, basically. That was a good start for it. I got a couple of things from my significant other. 
including a jar of rocks that's supposed to be an oil diffuser that smells amazing. I took her to work and put it on my desk, a book. Uh, we went to her family's. They had um, they had a little cookout, so uh, my afternoon was spent drinking and eating sausages yesterday. That, that sounds good. That sounds good. I got takeout. And didn't have to mind the grill. I got takeout, and my, my oldest uh, and my youngest, well, the, the kids. I, well, I don't know why I even bothered doing that. My kids, they came out and they played some games. We just kind of kind of hung out all morning, and then everybody went to their separate rooms and ate in the evening. It's like, yeah, I'm going to go. <laughs> Thank you for the good time. I'm leaving now. And uh, You did the quality time thing first half of the day. Somehow we live in three separate houses in a one small uh, two-bedroom apartment. I don't know how that works, but it happens. Each room is its own house. It's, it's wow. Uh, it's kind of how it is nowadays. Who stuck the dog's tail in the blender? I heard that. <laughs> no, I think he's... <laughs> I don't know. He's just barking at random shit. <laughs> well, what are you that's, doing? That's what dogs do. I heard him. What are you doing? Look at this one. Sometimes she, she sits in. Ah. Uh, you know what, though? Cats are generally quiet. She knows that we're watching now. She's looking up like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Yeah, like, what is this asshole showing me to people? Oh, sorry, cat. I don't mean to interrupt. Have a good night. All right, so we got so, a few so, cards sometimes here. Sometimes she hangs out in my closet, and when we start talking, she gives us the meanest look. That's cats. He's <laughs> like, what are you doing in my house? Cat could be having a good day. She's going to give you a me the mean look. Yeah. That's just cats. That's why I always thought the idea of grumpy cat was just saying cat twice. Uh, yeah. So, we have the uh, Master Debater set here. We're going to go ahead and ask a few little questions. And uh, we're going to basically debate over some very simple topics. Uh, all right. All right. And we're going to go ahead and start with the first topic. Which would be better? Being able to move forward in time or being able to move backward in time? I guess it I, backward. Yeah, I was gonna say for me, I, I guess backward would probably be preferable if you're allowed to change things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you're allowed to like go back I mean, in time. I mean, if you go too far forward in time and you don't know what the fuck is going on, then like that's gonna go back cool. and like you can't go back. You know how I know that I'm, n I'm never going to go backward in time, though? Because I haven't met myself. Nope, nobody's nope. ever... Right, it, it hasn't nope, happened. you don't know that. You don't know that. How do I not know that? You might have met You might have met yourself as a child and you just forgot. I don't remember. Dude, if I went back in time to change my life just to get back to the point that I'm currently at, I, I want to... I fucked Maybe up. Maybe it wasn't to get the p back to a certain point. Of, I don't know, man. But like, to be, to be honest, sometimes there are significant people in your life that you completely forget about. Yeah, especially as a child. Yes, definitely. Uh, to be honest, I would like to go back, not to avoid mistakes I made because we learn from them, but probably to handle them differently, handle things that happen in a different way. Okay. Yes. Okay, I can see that. A lot of 
a lot of setbacks in my life were not because of mistakes I made, but how I reacted and responded to some circumstances that, you know, that it could have been a, a better a better result of things, but because I was a very emotional young man that had a short temper, didn't work out that well. <laughs> so, I'm going to say I'd rather go forward in time. You know why? I want, I want to go ahead and, and, and pull up Back to the Future, go ahead and get an almanac from the future, bring it back with me today. There you go. The sports almanac. And get to that. And get to that time. Super rich. How would you go back today? How would you bring it back to you today if you could only go forward in time? And there you go. You just fucked up my theory. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. You didn't. She didn't fuck up your theory. Your thought fucked up the, the possibility. Because you can't do You okay. can't come back. Right. If you could only move backward or only move forward, technically, though, if you by doing what you were saying, you'd move backward and be stuck there. So if you're only allowed the ability <laughs> to do one, I would rather just stay Not where the fuck I am. You move backward and then you keep... Like, if you move backward in time to a certain point, then you just live out your life from that time on in the regular time frame. But unless unless it's some shit like um, the... the uh, from the time machine. You remember what, what movie? You remember that movie? Uh, Which one? Dude's wife dies, like in a park, and he makes a time machine over a few years to go back and fucking like save her, but he can't save her because like no matter oh. what, her, her fate is always fixed. Yeah, so I know what you're talking time. about. The, so like the time traveler's wife or something like that. No, it's it's called the the time machine. Oh, okay. I think I'm thinking of something else. It's a dude with a skinny face and a big nose. They had the greatest show on Netflix about time travel, and they took it off. They they don't have it at all. It's it's a, a, a show from Spain called The Ministry of Time. I was obsessed with that shit. Um, they had like a place where they had some doors, and you go into a door and come out at a different time period of history. I think I think there should be an American version of that. I'm looking at the time machine. That's the one with Guy Pierce in it. Is that what we're thinking of? Maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, I think so. Hang on, sorry, I'm washing a dish right now. <laughs> I'm gonna have to figure out what movie you're talking about. If it's the time machine, I d- I didn't think that was what the premise of that was. Uh. I'm going to have to figure that out, though. Scientist and inventor Alexander Hartigan is determined to prove that time travel is possible. His determination is turned into desperation by a personal tragedy that now drives him to want to change the past. Testing his theories at a time machine of his own, he has accidentally hurtled 800,000 years into the future where he discovers that mankind has divided into hunter and hunted. Hmm. So that's the that's the film right there. Yeah. Okay. Or or what if what if the time traveling thing is like that Futurama episode? Have you seen it? Futurama episode. Where Fry's like a where Fry's like about to ask Leela to marry him, and like 
he has the button, but he keeps dying, and then fucking they travel all the way forward in time, and, like, they repeat time. There was... Like, time... Everything repeats itself after, like, millions of years. Mm. So there's this really fucked up, uh... Oh, God, I gotta find the short. I'll, I'll find it after we get done here today, and I'm gonna send it to you. It's a YouTube video that this guy did about time travel. Basically, he has this box, right? And this girl that he meets... And he keeps fucking up the conversations with her. He's trying to figure out how to basically hit on this girl and get her to to be with him. And so he keeps meeting her on this park bench and he keeps learning little bits of information about her. And every time he fucks up the conversation, he hits the button and goes back to where it starts all over again. Right? And so you're watching him go back in time and continually start the conversation over. So he, he gets little bits of information that helps him basically get this girl to like him um but then when you at, at the end when they finally walk off they show what happens every time he hit the button basically every time he hit the button it splits off reality and the, that version of him dies right there next to the girl <laughs> so you're just watching okay, I, was, I was gonna say it creates another timeline it basically does but basically to create that other timeline he is murdering that version of him in the past so he's okay, so killing the guy from that time. An episode of Rick and Morty that I just saw. <laughs> I think they, I think they touched on that with that new, uh, that new show, uh, Solar Opposites, as well. If I'm not mistaken. I've watched that show like four times. I love it. Uh, but yeah, no, that I thought that movie was absolutely hilarious. It made me laugh my ass off. Oh, not the movie, but the short. My apologies. Uh, I was, I'm trying to, I think it was this movie that I was thinking of when you were talking about it. Um, it's called, it's about time. Uh, Tim, uh, Tim Lake played by, uh, Dom Hall Gleason, uh, is 21. His father, Bill Nye, uh, tells him a secret. The men in their family can travel through time. About time. Uh, Tim resolves to improve his life by getting a girlfriend. He meets Mary, Rachel McAdams, falls in love, and wins her heart uh, via time travel and a cunning, however, uh, and he is a little cunning. However, his unusual life, as his unusual life progresses, Tim finds that his special ability can't shield him and the ones that he loves from problems of ordinary life. So it was like a really painfully sappy romantic, uh, time traveling movie <laughs> mm -hmm. uh all right i think we're done with that question i think we got a little okay little overkill for one question 10 minutes and oh 16 minutes and we didn't uh, even get to the second question uh oh my god all right we're gonna go with another movie related <laughs> question there definitely was room on that debris for both jack and rose number one it's a yes he did not have to die or nope sorry he had to die yeah, no, absolutely he didn't have mm -hmm. to die. Rose's badass just fucking hogged the entire fucking ch uh, door. Right? That was a pretty sizable door. They weren't going to sink. Just let him on. I've seen, I've seen like, four-plus people fit on, like, a, a twin-size mattress. That door could have held Jack and Rose. Right. Well, you know. <laughs> I have... Mm -hmm. I have I've seen people like uh, debunk that whole theory about about 
basically there not being enough room for both Jack and Rose, basically saying, hey, yeah, she should have brought him up. She should have dragged him out of the water. And she was just like, die for me. Show me you love me by dying right now. <laughs> That's basically what that whole thing was. And uh, they tried to turn it into a romantic love story, and what it was was uh, homicide. Or at least a negligent yeah. homicide. Oh, well, whatever. Okay. Next question. Naps are a waste of your day, or naps are essential? Absolutely essential. But naps? Naps. I went through a whole period of my life where I didn't need naps. There was this whole middle period after grade school and on to like early adult life where I did not need the naps. And then, but when I was in the, when I was young, and I, I'd take a nap after school, or when you were really young in kindergarten and in preschool, you took naps in school. You know, that's that's a raw. By the way, bad precedent to set for school children, teaching them to nap during school hours. Why the fuck do you think when we get older we pass out in class? We're used to having naps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is nap time. No, this is math. No, this is algebra. Get <laughs> up. It's nap. I'm telling you right now. You remember kindergarten right this time right now. This is nap time. Your class, I'm sleeping. We're done. Dude, I slept all day yesterday. I fucking fell asleep immediately after I got off my shift today. Like, I've been so fucking tired. Naps are essential. Naps are essential. How about you, Omar? Essential or? Mm, naps are great. And I love naps, but I could go forever without naps. Well, uh, you're a better person than me. No, that doesn't make you any <laughs> That doesn't make you a no good person or none of that. No, I'm, I mean, I'm like, I'm a perpetually exhausted pigeon. I'm not a night, I, night owl or a morning bird or whatever. I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty energetic. I. Uh, it has to be a special, either kind of quiet or a special kind of tired for me to take a nap during the day. I'm just gonna throw myself right in the middle of you two. I'm not the perpetually exhausted, and I'm not perpetually energetic. I'm just that dude in the middle that goes, "Yeah, it's time for a nap." That's it. It's. It's not that I'm exhausted. It's just. My head happened to hit the pillow the right way, and yeah, I'm gonna lay here for a while. <laughs> uh, okay. oh, this feels good. Oh, okay, let me hang out. Next question: Children are essentially tiny drunk people minus the alcohol. <laughs> yep, I agree. Yeah, I I would definitely especially, have to agree, especially between the ages of two and five with the little walk. Right? You, you don't quite have that balance underneath you, but you always seem to want to go full steam ahead screaming. Yeah! <laughs> yep. And it's always, yep. it, it's always very black and white. They're either hugging on you, I love you, I love you, I love you, or they want to fight with you, I hate you, I hate you. It's very, very tiny drunk people. Let me tell you, one of my, the fruits, the dearly beloved fruits of my lungs, Growing up, like when he was between those ages, toddler ages, he will always fall on his ass when he was most happiest and excited about something because I guess he wanted to take all his steps at the same time in a hurry. <laughs> yeah, he stayed, he stayed on the floor. You know, Serenity, when she was younger, 
when we lived in the our first apartment here on uh, River Street, I lived in an attic apartment, and she would toddle everywhere, toddle. I learned the value of a gate one day when she was... we. If somebody hadn't lunged like they had lunged for her, she would have gone right down the stairs. She went full head of steam <laughs> this one, the one time we were not paying attention. And I can't remember if it was uh, this guy, AJ, or if it was my sister-in-law, but grabbed her like two seconds before she went. So, we learned the value of a baby gate that day. Yep. And parents will tell you, baby gates aren't foolproof, because if that kid goes at that thing running, you will dislodge a baby gate. Another another characteristic, characteristic that small children share with grown people is that they will fall on their ass and say they're okay. You know what's fun to do with yeah, kids? I'm okay, I'm fine. Bear with me when I well I well I say this. I am not a parent that believes in torturing your children. However, a fun thing to do with kids is to get two baby <coughs> gates, put the child on the stairs, and then put a baby gate at the top and a baby gate at the bottom and just wait. <laughs> well then. Just trap well, a small well. child on the stairs. <laughs> How do I wish my kids were that little again? They'll learn that it's better to try yeah. to climb over the one at the bottom of the stairs rather than the top, I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh no, they figure that out pretty some, quick, I'm sure. Some basic logic. Because if you if you misstep the one at the top, you're screwed. Doesn't matter how much you want the stuff at the top. You misstep up here. You're going down those stairs. At least over here, you got a small thump onto the other side. You're good. <laughs> All right. We've got one more question. I believe we can go ahead and tie this up for the evening. Is it possible to have a best friend of the opposite sex and just stay friends? Yes. yes. Now, we're not yes. talking minor acquaintances. We're talking like best friend. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've had him. I have yeah. one right now. Okay. That is that we are best friends of the opposite sex, and it's one person I can go to, and she can go to me at any time, and I'm there. Did I've seen it happen, and I'm I'm have a have a friendship with somebody right now that is a great friend, and I've had a couple of really decent friends that were females. Really good friends. I, I can't say that uh, any of them... Outside of my wife. My wife was one of my... Uh, 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 nope, that's a lie. I'm lying to you. I am absolutely fabricating a truth. Because there was not enough time between the time that we, we met and the time that we got together for us to be best friends. Did not fucking happen. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah. No. My, I get that, too. My wife I met was she was engaged to some other guy and then we he refused to let her talk player, to me at all. Player, player. Uh well I didn't like steal her from him. He fucked up the relationship. That wasn't on me. Uh no, it, it it's never see, that's one thing. Nobody should think that anybody steals anybody. If something happens between that person and that person they wanted to be together, it has nothing to do with somebody because it's not property. And just because that dude happens to be my arch nemesis doesn't exactly mean that, uh, you know, I, I actually wished him any will will. It just happened that, you know, 
he got yeah, ill yeah, well. A bit. He, he got ill well, and I was able to laugh at his expense. That's two completely different things. I, I didn't wish it on him. He just happened to do it himself, and I got a good chuckle. That being said... <laughs> uh, I mean, seriously, have you ever had somebody that you really, really didn't like, and something happens to them that's bad, but that same bad thing was extremely beneficial to you, and you find it really hard to feel bad for the guy? <laughs> it's like, I, I don't even feel bad yeah. a little bit. Like, your loss... <laughs> it's plain and simple uh, but no I met my wife while he was I was engaged uh, she was engaged to him he wouldn't let her talk to me so I wasn't allowed to talk to her at all and then like a year down the road um, I ran across her hitchhiking to work um, and she picked me up drove me to work and then we, we made, they hung out at work all night and they brought me home from work the next day and shortly thereafter me and my wife were dating so literally mm. met her once there was a three-day span in total technically met her once then two extra <laughs> days a year later and we were we we've been with each other since i was engaged your girl. I, I was engaged to her two, uh, two weeks into the relationship it's mr steal your girl <laughs> Right. <laughs> now, um, I don't know. Fredo and I were like best friends for like three years before we started dating. Right. But I mean, um, that doesn't mean that every best friend like, that I've ever had of an opposite sex has turned into a relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and that goes my phone on 10%. Well, that there goes my computer on we're about to hit 30 minutes. And uh, like I was saying... We're going. We're going to keep it short tonight, short and sweet, because it was a long weekend for everybody involved, and uh, we're going to have a nice casual conversation, which we have. I appreciate that, and yeah. uh, we are cutting this off before eleven o'clock because that was the plan before we started. It is eleven at night, and I, I got shit to do before I, I got to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> we all do, right? Omar got out later than us. He knows what we're talking about. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, uh, for myself, anyway, thank you for tuning in to Cinematic Anarchy for yet another episode. I was going to say fun-filled episode, but that is pr that is pure perspective. Like, yeah, some, right. one person's going to find it fun, another person's going to be like, what the fuck did I just listen to? <laughs> right? So, and we... If, if you are listening, the one young lady from Australia that said she was going to look up our podcast and listen to it, thank you for listening. I don't know your actual name, so I'm just thanking you. We, we love you. you. <laughs> we love you. We appreciate you. It was... <coughs> I don't know if you've seen this game on, on um, the App Store, Party in My Dorm. It's a... Yep. It's a nothing game, but there's a really big social aspect to the game. And it's... You gotta be careful, because it's 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 kind of like a non-visual chat roulette. It really is. There's a lot of people out there oh just trying to flap their imaginary dick at you, but then there's a few people you can actually talk to. <laughs> so... I enjoy the game for the few people that I find that aren't looking to flap their imaginary dick at me. That's all I can say. 
Yes. And that young lady was one of the people that was interesting to talk to. Uh, good, good, good. She, uh, she lives in New Zealand. I gave her our podcast information, and hopefully she'll pass it around to a couple of her friends, and we shall see. We shall see. <laughs> All right. So, Mr. Omar, Miss Nico, thank you for showing up this evening. And I, I really appreciate y'all being here. And on behalf of our little podcasting group, have a fucking wonderful life. Have a good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs>